App Engine is one of ServiceNow's flagship products for low-code and pro-code developers. In this episode, we talk to a VP who can give us a hint of what's coming. Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow developer podcast. Hello, ServiceNow admins, builders, developers, and curious individuals. And I always say that with the utmost love and respect. Welcome to or welcome back to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow developer podcast, where we bring you the latest tools, tips, and tradecraft to accelerate your career. My name is Chuck Tomasi, Senior Developer Advocate at ServiceNow, and I am joined by the one, the only, the smart, the funny, the posh programmer. I'm running out of adjectives. The ServiceNow developer advocate, oh, sorry, senior ServiceNow developer advocate, Lauren McManaman. How are you today, Lauren? I am doing fantastic. Thank you for all the nice compliments to start my day off with. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm off to a great start, as always. It is a wonderful day, and we have a wonderful guest with us today. Because in this episode, we are talking to VP and GM, that's General Manager, not General Motors, of App Engine, Jithin Baskar. How are you, Jithin? I'm doing well. Uh, I love all the adjectives of Lauren. So. <laughs> Me too, man. <laughs> it's a challenge every time. <laughs> it's not written down. I come up. I have to come up with them every time, and it's really easy. Well, wow. Jithin, welcome to Breakpoint. Before we begin, we always like to get to know our guests, so please tell us a little bit about yourself. Great. Excited to be here, uh, Chuck and Lauren, and thank you for this opportunity. Well, um, I'll start with, uh, um, I've been with ServiceNow for the last uh, four years now. And uh, prior to ServiceNow, I work with companies like Adobe, Google, Dell, and a number of other startups as well. Um, I started my career as an engineer, so I'm really passionate about engineers, developers. And prior to the role of a, a, a GMVP for App Engine, I was actually building a product for DevOps site reliability engineers. So, which is something I lived passionately through three years before I took on this role. And I live uh, really close to our HQ in Santa Clara uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, so, uh, apart from that, uh, on the personal side, uh, I don't know whether that's a separate question you're going to ask, Chuck, but I'll cover it, right? <laughs> um, I love um, road biking, and I'm a proud owner of a specialized Venge um, bike. And in addition to it, I've got hooked on to Peloton in the recent past, so it's a little bit of a, I would say, mix and match I do. Um, and above and beyond, I love traveling, uh, both at work and also uh, from a personal point of view. So far, uh, I've had the privilege of uh, going to more than 45 plus countries in the world. Ooh. Wow. Nice. That's a full passport. <laughs> and one thing we also like to ask our guests is more of a fun, kind of relatable question. Is there anything that you happen to listen to while you were at work or while you were building stuff on ServiceNow? Yeah, I think I, I I love listening to podcasts. And uh, as I was so saying earlier, um, I'm not much of a music guy. I'm so sorry, right? But I love listening to podcasts and any podcast, uh, I would say generally, which covers product, product leadership, which I listed a few names like Lenny, Nickel, uh, all of those. And also Adam Grant is one of the people I or a leader I really follow and love listening to most of the times. I love that. It, it shows that you're always learning, 
always investing. That's one of my favorite kind of podcasts to listen to is yeah, there's the entertainment stuff, but then there's the educational stuff. And I really, I, I love listening and learning at the same time because you can do it on your morning walk or your drive or whatever. Yes, it requires some cognitive effort. Writing code or writing a paper while you're listening to a podcast, probably not the best idea, but it shows that you're, you're learning. And, and I wanted to mention that because one of the common career paths for developers is into product development. So, mm. and it's, it's not this natural transition. It's a bit like going from any individual contributor to a manager position. It's not like suddenly you're a bigger individual contributor. There are new roles, new responsibilities, new things to think about as you go into project ma- product management, I should say the right one. I get them mixed up all the time, but it, it gives you a new perspective and podcasts are such a great way to, to ingest that information. I agree. I think uh, you have the opportunity to uh, get a fast-paced learning through a lot of industry experts who typically join these podcasts, which I was talking about, either Lenny or, or Nichols, like amazing amount of information and knowledge, real practical knowledge you get in as you're listening to it. So fully agree, uh, Chuck. Now, to kick things off in the main content, we've had App Engine for several years and it's changed a bit throughout the years. So let's start by backing up and defining what is App Engine. Yeah, well, App Engine, um, the way I would think about it is when you buy App Engine as a product or a platform, you're effectively getting keys to this amazing ServiceNow platform, right? Where now, once you're on the platform, you have the ability to build infinitely scalable applications, automations, custom, or you can modify one of your existing out-of-the-box product like ITSM, CSM, HRST, all of it. So effectively, when you buy App Engine, you're turbocharging your team and the developers with the ability to build any sort of custom applications and automations using ServiceNow platform. Now, to pick into that a little bit, are there specific tools or when someone says, I've purchased App Engine, what does that specifically mean at a product level? Yeah, so if I, well, App Engine includes a variety of tools, all the way from floor designer to IDE to catalog builder to UI builder, all of it. But there are certain set of premium tools, which you also mm. get by App Engine, which is essentially App Engine Studio. And in addition to it, we have this amazing, I call that product our crown jewel, which is the App Engine Management Center, which a lot of the CIOs, which I get the privilege to talk to every week, where they are concerned about how to manage this app sprawl, have the right control and the governance and all of it, which comes with this premium set of tools, which you get along with the App Engine, which are called App Engine Management Center, in addition to the App Engine Studio. And we do have a number of exciting releases and innovation coming up, which I think I'll get a chance to talk more in the coming questions, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. We Absolutely. Always, we save that for the end, but with a big safe harbor tag. So <laughs> hang on, listener. Yeah, go nuts. <laughs> Now, one of the reasons for setting up this podcast, the day this comes out, I believe will be November 15th. Obviously, we're recording it a couple days ahead of time. But one of the reasons for picking a date a bit later in the Vancouver release cycle is because there are a lot of hot ticket app engine items in Vancouver coming at the multiple store releases following the big 
uh, general release in the end of September. What goes into the process of what goes into which release um, now that the store has offered up that flexibility? Yeah, great. Um, well, apart from the some of the really uh, you know highly asked features by our customers like ATF scanning, you know, scheduled deployments via, via the AEMC. Uh, we are also launching some amazing generative AI capabilities called text-to-code and text um, I know it sounds really, uh, you know, intriguing, and we are really excited to talk about it more. Uh, and, the, and the great part about some of these generative AI capabilities are that it is built on our own ServiceNow's LLM models which is way more accurate and efficient than a lot of open source alternatives in the market. Um, and when I talk about text-to-code, uh, you know, fundamentally, you, our customers will now have the ability to generate code on ServiceNow platform with simple natural language prompts, like you can write an English statement. Um, and That's so cool. It's <laughs> cool for you. So imagine the power of that capability, which is in the hands of our customer today. In addition, then you can uh, you know, automate any sort of workflows using things like a text to flow, which is also coming up in November. So get ready. It's going to be exciting. It's just amazing how quickly generative AI came onto the scene and really dominated that backlog. I, I always joke with people and say, 2023 Time Magazine's man of the year is going to be generative AI. And for the last couple of years, our big trend has been towards low code and no code. So how has AI changed ServiceNow's priority for development? Well, I, I actually want to take a step back, a check on the question. And if you really think about low code and the no code, which is our platform is all about as ServiceNow, imagine the 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 efficiency and the velocity you will now bring with this powerful combination of low-code and generative AI together. You know, just try to visualize this, right? Like uh, with the generative AI, like a text-to-flow, and we are also getting ready to launch something like a text-to-app uh, in a year plus. It's on our target and our roadmap. Imagine you can actually simply write in English language a prompt that I would like to build a marketing events tracker. And generative AI, with the help of our low-code platform, will get you up to almost 80% of the application in few minutes per year. Now, the next 20% is where the low-code tools will help you fine-tune, refine those experiences, the integrations, and all of it. So the power of low-code and the generative AI is going to truly, profoundly change the way our developers will experience our platform, build on our platform. Imagine the velocity you'll gain from an idea or a concept to prototype to ship. And imagine the timeline, how shrunk that will be in terms of by bringing the two together. Um, so that's what I'm really excited about when I think about the powerful two things coming together. It really is amazing to think about that because the... The generative AI is such an enabler for everyone, really, not just the the low code and no code people. Sure, you know, if 
I remember when I first started out and I was looking at a business rule script, there were examples to follow and you could try and you could poke and you could prod and tweak and, and see what happened. And it, it was an iterative approach. Now you, you, you walk up to even a blank slate to go, I need a list of P1 incidents. And you know, hit command enter, there's the code sample. Right? Wow. Yeah, I don't. I don't have to think real hard about this. It's a starting point, and then you can do a little uh, refining and tweaking and whatnot. So you can take it that next level. And for even for experienced people, I run into things all the time in Service Portal where I'm like, "Oh, I got to go to Stack Overflow and look up some Angular JS somehow." <laughs> Just ask, and it's probably going to be right there. You know, what is the width of the client's browser? And and it returns you know dollar window dot width or something you know whatever it is. You go, huh? Didn't know that. Now I do. Don't have to remember it because it does. Yeah, and as one of the biggest proponents of low code on ServiceNow, it's such a refreshing take on generative AI being done in partnership, in tandem with low code. Because yeah. I mean, that, to be blunt, that was a huge thesis of our Vancouver release keynote: is that Gen AI is here to remove the blockers for your work. It's not to do all of the work for you. Um, there are still some very realistic boundaries and frameworks that help Gen AI be as good as it is. And those are being done, hopefully, with a lot of low and no-code technology. So seeing these as a pair on the back end, as well as what we are actually marketing, is, is very, very encouraging to see. Now, one thing, even with how cool and amazing this stuff has been for Vancouver, I would be remiss not to notice a pattern, which is the really big and really groundbreaking stuff that we put out in our releases usually is done in tandem with knowledge. So that would be, you know, the Washington, D.C. release within the bounds of what you're able to discuss. Where is App Engine heading Washington and beyond? Yeah, uh, well, Lauren, I think based on last couple of years of research, we recognize the fact that App Engine Studio is meant for someone who's got a certain amount of coding or the familiarity with the platform, right? And we realize there is a set of persona who may not necessarily want to code at all, but want to build on the platform. You can think about um, uh, analysts from a finance team or, or a sales ops analyst from a sales operations team, right? Yes. So we recognize the need of the persona where they have access to now to this platform where we call them citizen developers or delegated developers in some way. And for them, we are actually coming up with an amazing product called Create a Studio. And where you do not need to know any sort of a coding. And we are also breaking down the barriers of someone even to know how to get onto the platform and start building onto the platform. So we are going to make it extremely simple for anyone to get access to the platform, get started building building the applications or automations on the ServiceNet platform, which is one of the, apart from all the generative AI text to code and flow and a lot more coming, by the way, text to X kind of features, but we are really excited about this Creative Studio launch, which is coming up. And in beyond Washington, we are also preparing and targeting to launch something called Developer Studio, which is going to be a very unified experience for a developer to be able to 
bring and build all these different builders uh, in single screen view and be able to get all those experiences together within the developer studio as well. So we have a number of this launches coming up um, and 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 number of advancements, which is also planned for our App Engine Management Center in addition as well. Cool. So our roadmap is full. Teams are really excited and hope to be able to bring that all to fruition by Xanadu and by Washington for the Creative Studio as well. Now, we talked a lot about new new products, new features, new technologies. Are there any new skills you suggest developers work on building and polishing up before this great wave of AI products comes to market? I think it's, uh, uh, you know, the the times are really changing as a developer in the market, right? Um, and especially on the ServiceNow platform, uh, I would say as a developer, you're, even if the times are changing, we are enabling every developer to be at the cutting edge of all these innovations which are coming up through text-to-x and all of these features in addition to the studios which I just spoke about. I would say well, the best thing you can do is, you know, learn, keep yourself updated about everything which we are releasing. And like Lauren said earlier, uh, apart from the big family releases, you're going to see a lot more releases coming up in our store releases, which are going to be much more frequent than what it is. That's the best thing I would say, Chuck. We are going to make it easy for you to learn. We are going to make it easy for you to get started. And that's our mantra as we kind of launch some of these new products and the releases in the future. Hope that answered your question uh, in the way you were expecting it to be, Chuck. Yeah. Keep up to date, people. <laughs> <laughs> So kind of going off the point of education, I think that one part of education as well for the masses is quelling some natural fears that people have about Gen AI. You saw this a lot, even with low and no code about some reluctancy of it replacing or altering jobs substantially. So is Gen AI going to replace the current role of ServiceNow development as we see today? And if not, how do you see their day-to-day job shifting around this new technology? Yeah, fantastic question. And I think it's a very relevant question too, uh, as all the innovations we spoke about uh, right now. So as all the developers listening to the podcast, you all know 50 to 60% of the code written is actually reusable. You're calling various functions, templates, all of it. Imagine the generative AI assist, or we call it now assist for developers Imagine the now assist being able to set all of those templates and the functions and those reusable code um, in minutes for you. And the part where you would now really can focus on is real problem resolution or customization of certain experiences or applying the real creativity as a developer, which is what your job meant to be. So, At the start itself, you're almost 2x more productive. You're almost 2x more powerful as a developer. And as you progress through, and I speak to a lot of my ServiceNow actual developers who develop products like ITSM, CSM, they say some of the senior engineers, they, they feel and they believe that they are 5x to 10x more faster because of the ability which they can actually call on. Wow. Yes with text-to-code kind of a functionality. And as many of you know, we don't have enough developers in the world. By 2026, we are going to have 
millions and millions of shortage of developers, which is needed to be in place. And imagine the ability for every one of you to be able to deliver some of these automations and applications 2x to 5x to 10x faster with the ability of this now assist on your side. So your jobs are not going to shift or go away in any ways at all. It's going to rather become a phenomenal part of every enterprise company in the world where you become way more productive, efficient with the help of all of this. You know, effectively, you have the ability to now take care of all the repetitive tasks and generative AI will suggest, you know, efficient solutions in terms of what the next best flow or the next best line of code will be by freeing up for you to really focus on the actual developer creativity in the world. So it's going to get even more faster, efficient, and exciting in terms of now assist on your side. I've got one more fun topic. Uh, this one is compliance. There's been a lot of discussion about Gen AI tools and how they're affecting those compliance discussions. Any words of wisdom there? Yeah, I think, you know, there is this part about the responsible AI, which a lot of us actually read, hear through, and all of it. And ServiceNow as a company, we've been very tuned and very proactive about how do we approach some of these. As an example, we have established our own human-centered AI guidelines, which I think Chuck and Lauren, we should attach the link for our list read into. And fundamentally, there are three principles which we are really focused on. One is about empower the persona, prioritize the transparency, traceability uh, as well in terms of what goes behind, and at the same time, mitigate all this undesired behaviors, including some weird hallucinations, which could potentially happen too, right? So I would say we are very proactive and uh, about in terms of how do we want to get ahead of some of these as well. Mm -hmm. And you can feel it, you can see it, you can sense it every time you call upon a now assist feature on our platform going forward. I think that gives me so much not only to look forward to, but get even more excited about for this Vancouver release. So as a parting message, everyone, please, please, please pay attention to the store releases as they are chock full of amazing app engine content. Jethan, thank you so much for joining us here today. And I have one more question for you. This is something we like to ask all of our guests. Uh, in the chance there are brand new ServiceNow developers or developers in general listening to today's podcast, do you have any words of advice for them? Regardless, it can be Gen AI related, it could be just career oriented, but what do you have for the new developers listening to today's episode? Yeah, I, you know, as a company, we we are very focused on enabling and empowering and increasing the number of developers generally across the world. And as you see, in our initiative, like a rise up, um, and all of it, uh, we we truly believe in empowering every developer who loves the ServiceNow platform, and it's an investment we are going to continue to make. So, like I Chuck said earlier, uh, keep yourself updated, and we are also going to release some of these advanced features on the store on a frequent basis and and regularly as well. 
and also talk to your friends and ask them to check out Rysel for ServiceNow. We would love to build this ecosystem so that we all build this together. Um, our customers need a lot more expert ServiceNow developers onto the platform. We are just getting started. A huge opportunity is evading. And as a as a leader of the GM VP for the App Engine business, I love to see this becoming one of the best uh, enterprise app dev platform where our customers love to build custom applications and automations in the future. Before we leave, Jithin, can you let the listener know how they can get in touch with you should they have additional questions? For sure, yeah. I'm very active on LinkedIn. You should be able to find me uh, by searching with my name, Jitin Basker. And uh, I also have my email. I would love to hear from you all directly. I'm really excited about all things coming up. As an example, Devi's context, creator con, all of it. So I hope to meet many of you in person as well. But my email is jitin.basker at servicenow.com. Feel free to shoot me an email. Would love to hear from you. Thank you so much, Jithin. And thank you, wonderful listener, for joining us today, having a listen, following along, and maybe you even subscribed. What's that you say? Well, that's how you get the podcast delivered to you automatically for free wherever you find podcasts. You just search for Breakpoint. If you don't want to do that and you want to do it the old-fashioned manual way, well, you can find them all on the community at servicenow.com slash community under the events menu. We've got... 16 last count and i think that list continues to grow it's crazy stuff breakpoint is brought to you by ServiceNow. executive producer would be me and lauren and to find out more about the ServiceNow developer program please i invite you to head over to developer.servicenow.com again thank you so much jithin for joining us and sharing today my pleasure thank you lauren chuck please let us know what you think about this podcast you can leave feedback or ask questions in the ServiceNow community. For more great information on ServiceNow development, check out the ServiceNow developer portal at developer.servicenow.com. Thanks for listening. What do you say we get start? Let's start the recording. Here we go. The recording is actually started. I can always mute the dog. I always forget that until like we start and they're like, oh, it's usually not an, a problem until it's not a problem until it is. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I don't listen to a lot of music. <laughs> I don't want to hire this person. Uh, if, you, if you must have nuked it, Chuck. Uh. Yeah, I don't know where they went. I've never seen these before. I am a PM. You're prime minister. Great. Ah, gotcha. I have immense amount of appreciation of the hard work and the hustle Aww. you all do in the back end. I'm a big fan of everything you do. Ah, it's so exciting. I'm so pumped. This was great. I love it. I love it.